during this COVID-19 chaos. We figured we'd come at you guys today and kind of talk about everything that's going on. I feel like I haven't been behind the mic in three weeks with how busy we've been. But as always, you got Dane here. David is staring at me with his soft eyes. What's up, guys? There we go. You can say hi, buddy. It's all right. But um, yeah, we wanted to kind of talk to you about some things that we've noticed. And to be honest, just the, the craziness of everything right now. You know, we've got, what was the release that we were reading last night? Everything shut down to end of April now. Yeah, I think that's pretty crazy. I think we're going to see a lot of uh, issues with that, with uh, people not having enough uh, financial stability for that kind of shutdown. We're, we're, how we've been shut down for, what, two weeks, three weeks now? Yeah, going on three weeks, I believe it is. We've got that, and it's like it's it's kind of crazy to look at it from like where we're at because obviously we, we have a third-party logistics and shipping company, and we're shipping more volume than we have before, and so you kind of think about like what we're seeing with that. And it's like, that means people are sitting home and they're bored and they're ordering things and they're bored and they're ordering things without really knowing about a future income source coming in. Yeah. Hopefully they, uh, they're working from home and still have that job security, but it's, it's, yeah, it's been a huge influx in, uh, in sales for our Shogun sports company. It's very crazy how like we'd even, forecast that really to be honest yeah and i mean we'll, we'll definitely circle back around to what we're seeing with shogun but i mean with everything shutting down for 30 days it's kind of crazy what i think is gonna happen and the potential it's like i was talking to sarah about it last night and i was like dude we could see riots like look at all the articles that were surfacing about 45 year old housewives at the gun store buying a gun because they were afraid of what was really going to happen and when you look, there's all these memes and everything up on Instagram talking about how ammo is out of stock. It's like, I mean, obviously those are all extreme examples, but man, imagine 30, 30 more days of this and we are, I don't know, 30 more days of this to see what really comes from it. Who knows? You know, I'm talking to friends of mine who have larger companies and they've already had to do drastic layoffs. I have other friends that are trying to figure out what they're going to do for their businesses that they've had to shut down and no income is coming in. And it's like, man, I hope you have a nest egg because people got to get paid. I mean, luckily enough, we've, we're still functioning and, you know, we can do what we're doing, but it's like thinking about what everybody else is going through right now having to work from home. Not everybody has that ability because the labor force. Yeah, no, it's definitely a, a crazy time right now. Um, with, with that on our, what about with our Shogun expansion? How do you see that coming with everything that's going on? I feel like basically 2020 is a uh, put on hold until, until it's not anymore. Really? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's kind of, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's crazy to me because I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, so what is 2020 been? 2020 has been kind of like a kick in the dick, to be honest. It's like with, with Shogun, it's going great with Shieldworks, our third party logistics company. We're helping more people. We're helping new clients. We're onboarding new clients. And so it's like, we're growing and it's, 
luckily enough we're in the position to do so but that's not everybody yeah it's it's far and few between it's like i mean you know first week of shutdown in and outs line was seventy five thousand cars long (laughs) today i went during lunchtime and it was 10 cars really and i'm like this is insane and they're in their indoors are shut down so it's i mean but it's what it is like with shogun it's kind of kind of makes me think with everything though because you know we created shogun like the root of shogun came from us wanting to focus on the home gym market because like when i got back from my deployment the last thing i wanted to do was go into a crowded ass gym with a lot of people because i just didn't like being around a lot of people yeah true you know it's like 15 months you're in the gun and everybody's like stay away from me 100 feet (laughs) and then you get back and it was like there's a shitload of people here. I don't know what's going on. Or you're tired of uh, sleeping next to somebody one foot away from you. It's like, I need my space, guys. Yeah, it's like, it's just that space. So we created Shogun for the home gym market. And obviously, the home gym market has taken a huge spike right now. I mean, look at Rogue. Rogue Rogue's website was shut down for two days of ordering. Yeah, it's crazy. Like you can't order for two days. That shit's nuts to me. But Shogun's growing, man. We're we're shipping more volume than we ever have to include holiday seasons. So what are you thinking? Are you going to, you think we're going to expand into the, like the bigger products, like with uh, dumbbells, weights and stuff, or are you thinking of a partnership? You know, we've been going back and forth on it a lot. You know, you, Nick, myself, and of course we can never leave out our number two, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) That's our fucking rock star. But we've been going back and forth on it. I really think it's going to be more partnership driven for us. Yeah. Just because the market is a little saturated in the rig, dumbbell, kettlebell, etc. Definitely. I can name like five off the top of my head right now. Yeah. And it's like we, uh, last year I flew to Shanghai to meet with a brand called Cluster. They were really pushing into the CrossFit space in regards to the CrossFit space in Asia, Europe, Australia, New Zealand, etc. Mm-hmm. And I have a good like line of communication with them. And we've kind of started the talks back up of just representing their brand here and being able to provide not only the Shogun sports equipment to our clientele, but also being able to provide them with rigs and barbells and bumper plates and dumbbells and kettlebells, etc. Rather than like reinventing the wheel, just make a strategic partnership with them to or with someone to yeah. bring that equipment on, I think is really what's necessary. So that gets me thinking, like, you know me, I'm a dumb dumb and I just handle logistics stuff, but like with a partnership with another company, what what are the details for that to make it happen? Do we like throw them on a website or our website or do we become a wholesaler? Like well how would you explain that to the people at home? Like how how it work for something like that partnership is it would be they would go underneath the Shogun website so that all their products would be listed on our website. You know, kind of similar to how you can order uh, Rogue Rack Rig and dumbbell Dumbbells, and Barbell and everything on Rogue's website, but you can also order a pair of Nike Metcons and a pair of Reebok shorts. Or like, yeah, with Caffeine and Kilos, how they have their shirts on there too. Yeah, it's like, so okay. it's something similar to that where it would be just a strategic partnership, but we would also help them in regards to their wholesale, in regards to getting them into more places, and we would be more of their face in the U.S. So a little so bit more advanced than... We'd run, we'd probably end up running their 
website here in the U.S. So we would run Shogun Sports, sell their products there, but we'd also be partners in running their website here. Okay, so, so something more in depth than just a wholesaler, right? It's just like, like instead of just hey, X training, let's get let's get a partnership of a wholesale where you drop ship your your product. So it's more of a in depth. Hey, we want to be a part of your cluster family or some kind of family with within a company that's like that. Yeah, I think that it's just it's more of like we would want to be involved on a larger level because I think we could bring a lot more to the table than just a hey, we sell your T-shirts on our website and you guys drop ship them. I think that we have a little bit more to bring to the table. And I also want to be more involved because I think that that's when the opportunity grows. Yeah, I, I definitely like that. Like your thought process on everything's like people can think of like the whole wholesale aspect, but when you think of something or partnership or even an idea, you try to go like a step further, which is pretty cool, you know, with, with, uh, like the the brand that we're taking on, the new client that we took on, it's like, oh, you're going a little bit more in depth than what like I would personally go. It's like you you always think of, hey, like you just said to our uh, employee or serial entrepreneur, you know, and so you just like to make <laughs> make company after company, man. I, I've I've known you for quite a long time, but actually living with you and 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 working with you, it's just like, dude, you're just nonstop. Your brain's always going. Yeah, it's like I don't know. I think that getting into the game after you kind of play your first game that's yours. It's like you're, you're responsible for signing a paycheck and you're like, once that responsibility shifted for me and I looked in the account and I was like, Oh shit. When we first started, I was like, man, I can't pay myself this week. Yeah. Oh shit, man. I can't pay myself next week either. Damn dude. I got to pay for products coming in, you know? And it's like, when you see that and you're like, I got to pay for the warehouse. I can't pay myself this month. I know you just told me you had to pay like what two grand on USPS just for a day. Yeah, it's like we spent <laughs> we spent over two thousand dollars just on USPS for today. That's today alone. So it's like when the dollar amounts go out, you know, that's kind of the crazy shit that we run into. But you know, for me, it's like I I don't think that I have the ability anymore to look short term. You know, it's like I'm always looking twelve, thirty six, sixty months down the road because. Like, even when it comes to our clients, you know, it's like, I don't want turnover clients. I want clients that we grow with them. Yeah. And by no means do I know everything. I actually know, to be honest, probably very little, mm -hmm. but I can think with a step and work with that step or look at something and share something that I learned along the way. Yeah. Because, you know, when we go through everything, it's kind of pointless for you and I to bring on a client that's like, Hey, we want you to ship our stuff for three months, but then after that, we're going to take it over. It's like, no, I don't, that's not how I work. Yeah. Obviously I want to help people, but I also want them to see, like, I want them to see the value we bring, but I also want them to see the value that they bring. No, like, like I said, when, when I have like calls with potential clients, it's like, all right, what are you guys doing? How many products are you shipping? I, I would rather give them advice if they're like brand new, um, shipping one product a day. I was like, well, this is how much it's going to cost to keep your stuff here. You know, like I'd rather you start making money, be like work on your sales, be small until you can't be small anymore. You know, it's like, do you really need a logistics company right now or can you do it on your own? And they're like, well, we ship one product a month. I was like, you can probably do it on your own then, you know? Yeah. It's, you know, it's kind of just, I think that we're both kind of that type of person that's like, I don't like, obviously I want to ship for every company on the planet. That's yeah. a goal. It's like, I want to be the <laughs> logistics company for every company on the planet. It's like you and I have talked about the five-year goal for Shieldworks. 
And that's not a small goal. No. It's a very, very big goal. But I think that you and I both think the same way of like, why am I going to bring somebody on that's shipping five units a week because they're going to pay for me to keep their inventory here. They're going to pay for me. They're going to pay for the subscription to use our inventory management software, which is a must for them. They have to use it. And they yeah. have to have that platform. No, and then they're going to pay for us to ship it. It's like, dude, man, put that money back into marketing. Yeah, no, we definitely offer a solid service that is needed for a, even like a startup company, but it's like, yeah, like we're very transparent. If, if we can't help you, like we'll let you know and we'll be like, Hey, it's probably not a good idea. It's probably not a good fit. If you plan on taking your own, your own, just cause it's just a crazy time right now. It's like, well, there's no point in you, us making a couple hundred bucks and then you guys taking over your product again. It's just like, Hey, you guys can do it. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's really where you, where we look at it is like, we can help anybody. We can help any com- company that ships a product and we can, I could spin it to show them the value in it. That's easy. Yeah. I could show someone the value in having us do it, but I think that if, you know, a company out there is shipping less than 10 units a day, it's, it's hard for me to go, Hey, here's the real value. Cause 10 units a day, there's five days, five to sometimes six days a week we ship, you know, that's 200 packages a week or a month, 200 packages a month that we show value with that. That's easy to show value. Yeah. But if someone's shipping three packages or four packages a week and we're shipping 20 units a month for them, kind of hard to show the value unless they're shipping something that's incredibly large in volume as far as like how much space that would take up. Like if we were shipping treadmills for someone, yeah, we could, we could show the value in that. No, that's true. Like uh, our, that one company that we have, that's kind of small and it's like, they haven't shipped anything since the holidays. It's like, I felt bad today. I was like, Oh man, what happened to these guys? Like, is everything all right? I wanted to give them a call and be like, Hey, is everything good? Do you guys still want to use us? Cause it's like, we have your product sitting here and they're just not moving. I was like, I don't even remember the last time uh, I seen a, a shipment from them, you know? Yeah. It's, but I think that also speaks to the difference between us and some other company. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's three PL companies that out there that I don't even think would give a shit. <laughs> yeah. True. Honest, it's like you and I are like, Oh man, I need to text that dude tonight because we're all on direct communication terms with a lot. We're on direct communication terms with a lot of our clients, not all of them, but a lot of them. Yeah. And no. it's like, we see the numbers. So it's just like, yo man, everything good. Just wanted to check in on you. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, how many times has someone, one of our clients come and sat in the office with us? It's like, look at Saturday. We're getting ready to onboard another new client that's bringing a product to, to the fitness space, which is actually really cool. Mm-hmm after we get it going and I get the permission, I'll talk to them. I'll be able to talk about it on here, but you know, they're doing that. And they're like, Hey Dane, can I ask you this question about what you ran into to show with Shogun for the first two years? Yeah. And it's, you know, I like, I think that's something we kind of do. That's different. Did you, did you tell them listen to our podcast? I did. I was like, yo, you should <laughs> listen to the two dumb vets podcast. It, worst case scenario. You might learn a thing, but you'll, de- you'll at least laugh at us a few times, you know? So with that, uh, what do you see happening with the the fitness space since all this crazy shutdown? You know, gym spaces. I know I know we both follow a lot of gyms, and it's just like a lot of them sitting good. Uh, hey, let's work out from home. Let's stream live that type of stuff. But if this happens for another two three months, what do you see happening? I know, like I owned a gym back in the day, and it's like it's rough. You know, it's usually month to month if you're not a if you don't have a huge clientele or if you don't have a multi-franchise um 
locations, you know, it's hard to, hard to function out there for small businesses. Yeah. You know, I was, I was thinking about this the other, or the other night because, you know, if you have a gym and you don't have over a hundred members, it's hard to say that you're not going month to month. Yeah. If you don't have a hundred member, if you have a hundred members, you're month to month. Like, yeah, I, I think yeah. that's pretty easy because the vast yeah. majority of memberships we see out there are about a hundred bucks a month. Yeah. Especially out here with the cost of like a location, a prime location out here, it's pretty pricey. Yeah. And so, you know, I think, I think that this shutdown is, and the spike in Shogun is really showing us the direction that it's going. You know, I think that with, uh, with the gym space, I think we're going to see after this, we're going to see a spike in boutique fitness. I think we'll see another spike in boutique fitness, like the exponential umbrella. Yeah. I think we'll see that because that's more specific and people enjoy that. But I think that, you know, your standard smaller gyms, like, you know, imagine like an LA fitness or a 24 hour fitness on a smaller scale, like some of the powerlifting gyms and stuff like that. Yeah. I think that we're going to, I mean, it's sad to say, but I think we're going to see a, um, I think we're going to see those numbers shrink. Yeah, no, definitely with, especially if it's another month or if it's too, like, you'll see doors shutting quick, you know, because you already see like with big brands like Exponential, they're freaking out right now because it's, it's like that's solid months. That's a whole quarter that they have to like basically take off their books for the next year, you know? Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's just, it's, it's crazy to see. And I think that after all the dust settles, I think that after all the dust settles from this, which I hope it's within the next 30 days, I really do. Um, you know, I get it. I'm a China dick writer, but it's like China's back up and running and it took them about 30 days. Obviously I don't think it's spread there as fast as it is here because it's a little different for a communist government to be like, shut down. You motherfuckers are not leaving your house. <laughs> you know, it's, you it's, tell us like they had to ease us into like, Oh, can you guys just not be in crowds of over 250 the next day, 10, the next day, stay home. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, really guys? Like yeah. you guys move that fast, but it, it, it like, I, I think within the next month there's going to be probably riots. Cause it's like, people got to live. The government's not going to like, they're not that fast where like, I see the unemployment rates are going higher and higher, but it's like, you know how long it takes to process an unemployment and how, how long it takes to get somebody a check, you know, they're saying three to five days is anticipated right now. Really? They're trying to ramp it up to where it's three to five days, which is fucking nuts because I can't even get a response for me paying the government and taxes in three to five days. <laughs> so, so when money's not going in, it's coming out. Who knows? But yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, I, I don't, I don't even know. And you know, when you look at what they're doing, they're like, Oh, we're helping the people. We're giving everybody $1,200. And you know, I'm like talking to Sahara. I was like, that's not, that's not even gonna put a dent for our rent. No dents. Yeah. Like straight up Crystalia, <laughs> no dents. Yeah, no, it it wouldn't even satisfy my shopping addiction for a month. Jeez. I know, I know. I'm like, I've obviously, you know, I'm Judean. It's like, I'm trying not to spend any additional money right now. And I'm a shopaholic. <laughs> it got me on Friday. I was like, I couldn't sleep. And I was like, you know what? Let's see what's on Varvios right now. <laughs> Let's see what's on Nordstrom. What's, what's on sale? Yeah, but I mean. Dude, I, I think it's crazy. I think that after the dust settles and six months from now, I think that you, the biggest spike you'll see is back with the home gym space. 
Because I think what a lot of people, I think that there's like two big takeaways here. I think that a lot of companies are going to see that they can downsize their staff and outsource things to save on overhead. Yeah, definitely. I also think that you're going to see a lot more companies offering and giving the ability to work from home to those who proved that working from home, they can still be productive. Yeah. Because that's a, that's the biggest fear for anyone running a company when you're like, Hey, I've got to have all my staff work from home. You're like, Hey, are they sitting around playing video games, eating peanut butter out of the jar and doing their laundry? Or are they doing the fucking job I need to do? I feel like when I, it's rarely that I work from home anymore, but it's like when I decide to work from home, I think I work more than, cause I just feel bad. You know, it's like Dane's at the office and I'm at, at the house just chilling. So I'm just sitting there working as I'm watching TV or something, but it's like, Oh, I'm, it, by the time I realize that you're getting home and I'm still at home working, you know, when I'm usually pretty consistent at trying to cut my time off around four or five every day, you know, and just leave and, and take a break and work out and, and relax my brain for a few hours before China, yeah, before China wakes me up. But it's like, yeah, when I work from home, it's like, I'm pretty productive, even though like, like it is relaxing to be at home. Like if you make the decision and like, like a lot of people have to work from home right now. It's just like, is that more efficient? Can we close offices down? Can we shut down like sections and all that, you know, just to make work easier for people, you know, make them happier, you know, just let them work from home after this whole thing uh, clears out. I think it'd be a, a, a good choice, you know? Uh, yeah. I think that you also have to lose. It's, it's totally a double-edged sword with working from home though. Cause it's like for, for you, I obviously I, trust you with my life, not only just working at home. There's, I think there's a little more of a thing, but it's like, you know, for a lot of companies out there, their staff can't really work from home because the jobs they do. And so you have that plus, you know, as much as I'd love to say it, I also don't think that everyone works from home with the same level of intensity as they do from the office. Like when, right. I, when I work from home, I get lost in time Mm-hmm. And it's eight o'clock and I'm like, oh shit, I should have, I should have quit. I should have like taken a break and I get lost in it, but that's how I am. But you have a lot of other people that are like, oh, you know what? I think it's time for me to make a sandwich. Oh man, you know what? I, you know what? I forgot to do this weekend. I forgot to do my laundry. Well, I think those are the, just the bad employees that you should just weed out anyways, you know? Yeah. But it's, I mean, you've seen this here with us. It's like, we can't, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that we need to get done in a day. Yeah. And so it's like, we're, we've been lucky enough to start molding people, molding staff. And, you know, I, at least I like to think that we're helping them get better because we show them how something could be done more efficiently, or we show them a way to look at an issue or a problem rather than, Hey, giving them like, not, Hey, here's the answer. Here's what you do every time this happens. But like, Hey, here's the things that we look at when something like this arises so they can then think for themselves in that position. And, you know, unless it's long-time staff, it's really important to stay connected to those people on a very regular basis. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, definitely with how, like, we both come at things. Like, you come from a different angle than I do, and it's it's beneficial to have us both here right now because it's just, like, with the staff and everything, to have them know what to do with, like, an aspect of how you would do things and how I would do things, and then I like to let them figure out on their own like the best way the best practices for them as long as the right practice you know it's 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 beneficial for us to be here but yeah i I can get that with with what you're saying 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that there's definitely benefits to both, but who knows, man? I think that we'll we'll see. It's like we'll see how this all shakes out, man. Yeah, it's, it's like it's crazy. Growing. We're growing. Shieldworks, we're helping more clients and we're showing clients the value of a third-party logistics company. Yeah. And we're also able to show them that during this time they can focus on what is important. I think that's a big kicker. It's like, don't get me wrong, I try to always be the dude that's always glass half full. Yeah. Like Nick talks to me about that all the time. He's like, Dane, you are always Mr. Positive in every situation. And it's like, this one's difficult, man. This one's this one's stretching me thin for sure. But you know, I look at it and I'm like, man, I'm able to show companies how they can cut overhead. I'm able to show companies how they can focus on what is important for growing their brand or growing their reputation or growing X, Y, and Z. And we're taking on the rest. You know, I think that that's something that's really cool that we're able to do. But I also think that it's drastically amplified because people are looking at it right now. It's like, how many times a day do I look at how we can lean out our overhead and just like, okay, so we're going to order supplies in this amount of bulk right now because we need them Yeah, for like poly bags. It's like, you know, when we first started shipping and first started the third party logistics company, I was like, okay, order 50 of each size. <laughs> and now, now we're I'm ordering like a thousand. Now I'm like, Hey, I'm going to order a thousand. And then it's like, Hey, Hey Zeus, we need 10,000 of each size, put shield works on the back. Yeah. Know? And so it's, you know, constantly looking at those things. But I, I also think that this, this is forcing a lot of people to do some evaluation of themselves and evaluation of what's going on. You know, I, I guess would be a way that I'd say it. Yeah. It's like, man, this makes me think of everything that I'm doing in life too. It's like, Oh man, how am I staying fit? Which is something we definitely need to talk about. But like, how am I staying fit during this time? How am I focusing on the companies during this time? How am I making sure that we're still growing? How am I making sure that inventory is in stock? How am I making sure that, my whole staff here and like our whole team here is safe yeah. during this, you know, and it's like looking at all those things. And then, you know, look, at it's like, we're, we're doing something. I, I decided to do something really cool for friends of ours that own a company and that surprise will come later. But it's like, you know, it's like, what am I doing to help others during this time too, is something that I'm constantly thinking about. Yeah. Not only from like an aspect of like, Hey, let me ship your products. I'll save you some money, save you some time and save you overhead. Yeah. But like, Hey, what can we do together? to potentially bring a product to market or what can we do together to collaborate, to bring more traffic to your page or whatever those things are. And it's like, kind of like just make sure it makes me just spin in circles. Yeah. No, like, especially like with friends and family, it's like, Oh, you guys have an idea. If I can help you or if I could just give you advice, like I'm down, you know, it's like, I'm never like, of course we're going to try to make a little bit of money, but it's like, if I can get something, cheaper for you at this price and we just make a little bit off because there is there is a cost to labor and looking into things you know so it's like if we can save you money perfect if not then here's like how I, how i would go about things you know or if that's a roundabout price then i'll let you know hey that's a pretty good price you know yeah and luckily enough like we have the <clears throat> excuse me luckily enough we have the drop channels for it yeah and we've kind of done it enough like with especially with Jesus. It's like, goddamn, the amount of projects, the amount of products that he's had to look into. I, feel I know he has like a Rolodex. He just, he just searches something on his, his computer. Like, Oh, I've looked into this. Here you go. Yeah. Here's the data. Yeah. But you know, it's like with that, I mean, I don't know, man, this shit's just crazy. It's like, look at the rest of the world versus California, New York right now, the rest of the U S yeah. it's like Cal New York shut down California trying to shut down, but 
you got people here that are like, fuck you. Good luck. Good luck. But then you got other places that are like, yeah, we're kind of shut down, kind of not shut down. Then you got Austin, which I think Austin is shut down. You know, I've got a lot of family still in Florida. Like all my family's in Florida. Basically. Yeah, weren't you trying to go out there? Was it last weekend or the weekend before? Yeah, I was trying to. So we have a cool, really cool opportunity to help another brand we're working with. Like yeah. really cool on a very large level, like help another brand that we're working with, talking about partnerships. And I was trying to get out there because... I needed to be in front of them yeah, because we're talking through everything. And I also had an opportunity to go out there and talk to a bunch of Amazon sellers that need third-party logistics fulfillment right now because Amazon's not allowing client customers to sell on there and Amazon sellers to ship product into Amazon unless it's medical. Okay. So it's like we had an opportunity and I was going to go out there because we could really fucking help a lot of people. And I booked the tickets get ready to go to the airport on Friday morning and Thursday night I'm driving home and I on the phone with family out there and they're like, Hey, if you come out, we can't see you because the kids or Hey, if you come out, you can't stay with us. You got to go to a hotel, which is, that's not a big deal at all, but yeah. it's like, or Hey, you come out, you possibly can't see these people cause they're being quarantined. Like people, friends of mine that were being quarantined. Oh, well, wow. and I'm, we got that, and then they're like, oh, and by the way, Pinellas County is talking about doing a full lockdown. So Jeez. I was just like, crap. So I had to push that trip off, and then, you know, this whole 30-day release came, or the 30-day quarantine came, and it's just like, I can't, we can't even travel really for business now. Yeah, that's it's crazy. Like I was supposed to be, I was already supposed to be in China. No, I had a friend that was supposed to come out this past weekend, and they canceled her flight. Yeah. And then, yeah, she couldn't rebook it because there's like they didn't really know when a new flight would be or something like that. And so it's like, yeah, it's crazy how the world's shutting down for the next <laughs> another another month probably. The um, world's shutting down and we're shipping higher volume than we ever have. Yeah, kind of. I'm I'm jealous of all the Instagram people that are saying, <laughs> oh, what is it? Lockdown and just hanging out and Netflix, no, lockdown and quarantine and Netflix, chilling. It's like I wish I could. Relax a little bit. I wish I could be in PJs all day. Bro, you wear gym shorts and a t-shirt to work every day. That's true. But, yeah, I know. It's kind of funny. It's like, you're like, damn, that looks awesome. And then you look at it and you're like, but damn, dude, I still get paid every week. <laughs> That's true. And so it's kind of like that. It's that double-edged sword that we look at. You know, but, I mean, how are you, how are you staying on top of your training during this time? Training, the lack thereof. Um... I know you went on a panic and bought all kinds of rogue stuff, didn't you? That uh, it's on the way. Yeah, I did. I only spent a couple hundred bucks, but oh. I I ordered a squat rack for us and everything else because you know, two weeks before we got locked down, we sold the rig because we were planning on getting something better. Yeah. And so I just got like the cheapest level squat rack just so we could train here. And it's like we already had all the barbells, the kettlebells. Yeah, no, I picked up a, uh, what was it called, a Swedish ladder. That should be here in the end of April because <laughs> Amazon's taking forever. Um, yeah, uh, for fitness-wise, basically just just been, oh, sorry, yes, basically been running all the time. Um, but it's still like, you know how it takes a few weeks for your body to adapt and change, and I've just been wrecked for the past few days because I've been trying to average around like 15 miles um a day actually no 10 miles a day and 15 on the weekends but it's just 
it's rough when you've gained so much weight. Like, I don't even think my scale's right, dude. I feel like I'm, like, 215, 220. Because it's just, like, I don't know, just been not in the zone. But I've been consistent for the past few days of just running. And so I think I'm just going to try to ride the wave until something happens, you know. Just being as big as I am is just not uh, not as... It's just mobile. not fair to others, dude, <laughs> to be honest. Like, I have to look at your shirts, and I'm like, bro, stop wearing Under Armour compression shirts. And you're like, bro, this is a large. And I'm like, well... You're an extra large. some of my old shirts? <laughs> you're like, so are all your uh, shirts gold shirts? Because you're fat. <laughs> Which but, they are. That's why I have, like... Seven hoodies I wear on the regular. Yeah, I just got a hoodie rotation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, I noticed you've been running a lot. I've been trying to get back and just every day get back in the back of the warehouse, like after everybody leaves. Yeah. Just go back there, turn the music on for 45 minutes and do a CrossFit-esque style workout. I know I need to get back on it. I just like, f- for some reason, I've just been feeling... A lot of pain lately, like my shoulder has been hurting more than regular. My chest has been hurting more than regular, my back. And so it's like, I don't know if it's just the age or what I'm doing in life. I don't know. Just because I have an extra 30 pounds on my gut. probably the fucking weight, man. Extra 30 pounds on my my belly. Go for a run at 190 and go for a run at 215 and tell me you don't feel different. I mean, I can still run the same. Yeah, but you run the same and you're like, Dane, we need 12 pounds of Epsom salt for me to take this fucking bath. (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, dude, it's totally different. It's like I'm trying to run this week. I have a goal of running 30 miles this week. Nothing crazy, but I want to do basically five miles a day. Yeah. And Or, like, four miles a day minimum and then 10 miles on the weekends, like a 10-mile run on the weekend. Mm. And then I want to force myself to go back and work out every day in the back for a minimum of 45 minutes. I really think even though the craziness with everything, we should take 45 minutes middle of the day and just get a workout in. I think so, too. Like, once we get the... For some reason, I just don't like using other people's setup. Like, Eva, I feel uncomfortable getting on your guys' Peloton bike. Like, for some reason, that's why I just buy things. Because it's like, I don't feel comfortable riding your shit. That's why I just I always end up bro, buying things. Just wipe your nut sweat off my seat. <laughs> I'm good, bro. <laughs> it's like, you're like, man, I don't feel comfortable getting on your Peloton bike. And I'm like, dude, we've benched at 45 different gyms. <laughs> what do you think that is? That's true. Well, do I go to gyms? Nope. <clears throat> I have like five. Nobody does, bro. They're closed. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But, I mean, dude, just go do it. It's like, I love that Peloton. Probably get on that thing tonight. But Yeah, man, I just don't like walking up the stairs. Yeah, I mean, there's there's like 12 of them. It's a lot. It's like our the terrorist gets up the stairs faster. Now, do you like Saturday, I had the goal of running for three hours. And the last four miles of my running for the third hour, I basically walked because it was just like my body, like I was on a mile 11. So three hours I was trying to get at least 15 miles. And so I was kind of pacing myself at a 12 and a half minute mile just to, for like walking pace. Well, yeah, basically um, walking very fastly for my little legs, but basically just cause you know, we're, we're going to try to do like a 50 miler pretty soon. And I'm I'm probably gonna do a whole day of like a 24 hour just a day of running like a four by four. No, just a 24 hour straight. Um, probably in the next few weeks, but I just need uh, longevity, I guess. 
of just wear and tear on my body. I can't. I I know you can run a, a nine seven minute mile, but it's like, can you do that for four hours straight? Probably not. And so I'm just trying to get used to the wear and tear of hour after hour of just constant moving. Yeah. And so like that at a mile eleven, I was just wrecked. I was like, oh my god. And I had a, I told uh, Sahara I was going to the store. And she's like, you need anything? I was like, yeah, you to come pick me up, please. And she's <laughs> like, she's like, where you at? I was like, I'm just fucking around. She's like, she's like, uh, she's like, well, let me know if you need me to pick you up. I was like, I was literally thinking about just, yeah, just pick me up. I've done eleven miles. Let me just pick me up. But then the whole way too not, stubborn. Yeah, the whole not quitting thing. I was like, all right, I'm gonna run to this light pole and walk. I'm gonna run to this light pole and walk because yeah. my legs are done. But yeah, no, training during the shutdown is pretty much the same as training during non-shutdown, you know, because it's basically just trying to get my endurance up and and do something stupid in a few weeks. Yeah, I just think that it's like we're so challenge-driven that it's, you know, it's kind of like the don't be a bitch thing, get, get back there and do something. Yeah. And just taking advantage of the, okay, I can run outside. Okay, I can go run to here and run back. Yeah. Okay, we have a squat rack. We can bench. We can squat. We can deadlift. We got plyo boxes, kettlebells, dumbbells. You know, it's like we have those things. So it's like we can just get through and put our body through something. Dude, yeah. I was throwing around that hundred pounds strongman bag the other day, and I was like, I hate this thing with a passion. Why do we even have this thing back there? I just, I just feel like with with fitness, like I've fooled around with a lot of different things in fitness, and just like. I like the fact that I can go out and run for an hour and not be tired and just be fine, you know? Like, I want to be able to run a marathon every day and just be like, okay. Not run a marathon in three hours or two hours, but run a marathon and just on, like, a Saturday, whenever I want. Or four and a half. Like, a four-hour would be great, you know? Four and a half. And just just to be able to do that, because it's like, like, I've already come to the fact that or realized that I am decently strong. I'm never going to be not decently strong, you know? It's like, if I go to the gym, I'll probably be one of the strongest ones in the gym. It's just a natural thing of, of my gorilla body. Yeah. And, and so... Arms. Don't have to push weights without that far. Yeah. Short arms, big tits, you know, it's, it's what happens. Short legs. But so it's like, I, with all the injuries I have, it's just like, okay, let's just be okay with be decent, being de- decently strong and just try to do something else in life and, and being healthy this and the fact of just being able to like walk upstairs and stuff has been something that I haven't been able to do recently of just because I'm just always trying to be this big dude you know it's just like I just want to be fucking fit now healthy fit you know it's like I don't need abs or anything anymore I don't like I don't care like I don't care anymore it's like I'm I'm always gonna be a thick boy but it's like just healthy I mean, I, yeah, I just kind of, I look at the same thing. Like, don't get me wrong. I like being lean. I'm still trying to get leaner. Something that's very important to me. You know, it's like, excuse me. You know, with like my family statistics are that you're not going to be lean. You're going to be a thick boy. Thick. But it's like, that's just how my family, like the genetics of my family. So like, that is something that's very important to me is that health aspect of it. Yeah. But I also want to be the guy that can, you know, put 225 on the bench, do it a couple times. Be the guy that puts 275, 305 on a squat rack, do it a couple times. Can deadlift over 400 pounds a couple times. 
not that I'll do those things because I, I more like high volume right now, but I also want to be the same guy that can go <clears throat> with you down to HB and go run for three hours on a Saturday morning and get done and be like, bro, you know how many donuts we just earned? <laughs> you know, it's like, but that's something that's just important to me. It's like, let's go drink for the rest of the day, you know? Like my is on tilt. I want to be able to do that and just go go about my day, you know? Like, on Saturday, I was done. Like, luckily, we're on the lockdown and we're drinking from the house, but it's like, man, I could barely move on Saturday. And it's just like, I, I let myself get into these funks of where it's just like, I'm so used to just doing, like benching and and cleaning and snatching and doing all that stuff and when it hurts it's like it's fucks up with my head you know it's just like everything hurts now and so it's just like i just gotta like let that go which is hard i had a buddy i was talking to he's like you know i just finally retired from from only lifting i was like dude really and he's like yeah man i just can't do it like i used to how old is he uh maybe 27 28 it's just like you gotta like like only lifting is different from from any other kind of lifting. You know, so oh, dynamic yeah. and fast. It's just like it's either if you haven't been brought up in it in it as like a kid, it's and like I took it up when I was in my twenties. You know, and so it's like it's not a, a middle age or or a grown adult sport to to get into. You know, it's like you have to have the mobility, the speed, the the um, flexibility the mobility to to be able to do stuff like that and just like once you start getting an injury here and there it's like you know you're not gonna be a record breaker person you know yeah it's like my biggest numbers are nothing you know it's like i've, I've snatched 275 and cleaning clean like 335 and clean and jerk 320 or something like that it's like they're they're not crazy numbers and so it's like is it is it worth hurting yourself over and over again because like like only requires like a five day routine, you know, minimum yeah. to, to keep, keep the, the technique in, in line. You don't have to do the same thing over and over, but it's a five day routine. And so it's like, you're going to wear your body out pretty quickly. Yeah. You know, it's like, I look at, I look at like, I think that with where I'm at right now, being almost 35, I can kind of see what training schedules I like yeah. personally. And it's like, I like, Lifting weights four days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Mm. Like that's something I enjoy. I like being in the gym, lifting weights four days a week. I like running six days a week. And then I like doing my Peloton three days a week. It's like those, that's just kind of the training I like because I feel more well-rounded. It's like I was talking to a guy this weekend and he's like, dude, I stopped doing CrossFit two years ago because I constantly have lower back issues, shoulder issues because of the only lifting in CrossFit. Yeah, it's and just the, the, the yeah. younger than me. It's just like with CrossFit, I I took that out a long time ago. It's just it's it's built as a competition, you know. Just like with all these other stuff that are popping up that show you on the leaderboard and stuff like that, you're gonna end up hurting yourself. You're yeah. gonna you're gonna do the weight that you can't do, but you're gonna try to do it and just as go as fast as you can. It's just like training like that's not not a longevity thing, you know. It's like Maybe once a week you can do stuff like that, but doing that five, six days a week, it's not a real option. People get hurt, like, like it's not a real option, especially if you're not on like juice or anything, not on the, yeah. the CrossFit supplements that these all these people are taking. It's it's not a viable option for just a normal everyday person. Yeah, I think I think the CrossFit 
idea was great. I think training, like setting the programming, so you come in, you do this today, yeah, is great. I think their their theory, you know, whatever it is, constantly varied. Whatever fundamental movements. Well, the fundamental movement of the sumo deadlift high pull, whatever the fuck that is. I think that I think that constantly varied is good. Yeah. Because that's like kind of what we're doing. It's like we're constantly varying what we're doing. Yeah. You know, it's like one day for chest, I'm going to go back there, bench, and do flies, and do my little plate squeeze thing and everything like that. And then the next day, I'm going to go. The next time I do chest, I'm going to do high volume, do some different movement. Yeah. Position my hands. You know, it's like. I like to constantly vary my workouts and do different things, but I also think that there's a balance with that. It's like I'll be the first to tell someone, like, unless you have incredible movement patterns and your fundamentals are sound, you should not clean and jerk for time. Yeah. Because the first thing that goes out is your form. And if you're cleaning, like, you and I can both clean 135 fairly easily. And... Doing that for time, our form is going to go out because we know we can do it. Yeah, no, definitely. They, that's why I always tell people when I used to coach is to go like lighter than what you would normally go if you're going to do like a three or four rep kind of max type of thing because it's like it's it's not it's not meant to to go that fast. Even uh, only people say it's like yeah, this isn't a, a more than three rep game. You know, it's like I've I don't think I've ever done a pro- program where there's more than three reps involved. You know, maybe a three and two with like a three clean, two g- uh, clean and j- or two jerks type thing, but yeah. nothing like super stupid, crazy high. Cause it's like, or like it's three cleans and three hang cleans. Yeah. It's a super dynamic and just it's technical. It's not something that's supposed to be like, Hey, let's just bust out 1500 of these and call it a day. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I just think it's good. I think it's good that we're both kind of still trying to stay somewhat active during this time. I also think that it's good that we're so hypercritical of one another. Yeah, sure. It's like, you're making fun of me because I'm getting skinnier. <laughs> like, like, that's the bullshit <laughs> I'm dealing with. He's like, yo, what's up, skinny guy? Sahara, was, Sahara even made a comment last night. I sat down next to her. She's like, oh, man, all I can see is, like, skin and bone and some muscle on you. And I'm like, I wish. <laughs> it's like, like, don't fill my ego up with that. I know you're saying it more positive. It's like than I still, does. I still see that double chin on you. Bro. Double chin with abs. It's weird. I know it doesn't make sense, but you know, it's like just staying active, man. Kind of pushing it, and I think that it's just now it's more goal driven of accomplishments rather than physique driven. Yeah, don't. I, yeah. I also think that I also think that just leads to physique though. It's like it's goal driven. It's dude, if you're running 15 miles a day, you're gonna be pretty fucking lean. I mean, as long as you're not shit eating. Yeah. And so you're like, hey, man, I ran 15 miles today, but I'm eating 12 donuts every morning for breakfast. You're like, yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> I ate one donut every hour yeah, <laughs> or every mile. <laughs> but it's like, you know, you're still going to lean out, but I think that it's just so cool that it's more like focused towards an accomplishment rather than focused towards a physique. Yeah. Because I think that it's so much, I think that it's so much healthier on a mental and a physical level. Yeah, don't get me wrong with with me saying CrossFit and all this is just not for everybody. It's if your if your goal this year is to do a CrossFit competition, 
obviously you're going to have to do CrossFit, you know. Obviously yeah. you're going to do clean and jerks for time because, or look up the events that you're going to do and do uh, workouts that go with those events. Don't get me wrong. It's like if you have a goal that's a CrossFit competition, I'm not trying to hate on it. If you have a goal that's for a powerlifting meet, of course you're going to do movements like that. Like I'm not saying, hey, go run for a max out bench that you're going to have in a month from now, you know. That's a stupid way to for, way to look at it. But it's just like with with what I'm saying is like my goal this year is to be fit in like a cardiovascular way. So I'm going to yeah. be doing things for that. Like if your goal is to bench 500 pounds, then – you're probably not going to run a day until until that that goal is up and over with if you even run, you know? Yeah, I, I just think that it's, I'm not, I agree that we're not, like, we're both not just sitting here shitting on CrossFit. No, like, no. I think that CrossFit has some very good qualities to it. Yeah. I think there's some great aspects to CrossFit. There's some things that I disagree with, but I think that people could look at our training programs and be like, Dude, you guys are running way too much. It's not good for your joints. I think it's all programmed within your community. You know, there's, I hate when like companies will do like, hey, this is your standard program for the day. It's like, yeah, but what about like, say, F45, for example? If you go to one specific F45 and that gym already knows the community within it, you know, like, hey, this is the, the people that are working out here today. This here's is, our yeah, the, here's, here's Molly, Sarah, and Jen, and they're not, ready for that kind of workout i would expect that trainer to scale for them or change up the program you know it's always it's always scalable for your clients and that's what like i hate about crossfit and that's what i love about crossfit because some crossfit places do that you know it's like some of these elite gyms are elite but they cater to their everyday members as well you know and so it's like there's always going to be good and bad coaches good and bad programs good and bad things within within communities like crossfit like powerlifting like all that some people are just shit coaches and shit programmers you know and so it's like you have to figure out what best works for you you know it's like if you go to like a gym called motion like would you is that going to benefit you you know it could yeah definitely like Like nels is getting shredded off of it yeah Yeah, nels is getting shredded off of it but is it my type of gym that i'm gonna get like a booty workout on a wednesday probably not you know yeah but other than that, it's like, like CrossFit Rebels, the gym I went, the CrossFit gym I went to in Clearwater, mm-hmm. best CrossFit gym I've ever been to, hands yeah. down. The owners, awesome. Sam and Ed, two of my favorite people on this planet. But you walk into their gym every day, and you have guys that are top level in there, that are really solid, and then you have their programming all the way down to men and women that are in their sixties and seventies, and it's it's so dra- it's so like programmed in depth so that that workout or those workouts fit any any level of fitness from that elite level down to you know the 75 year old man or woman or 65 year old man or woman and i think that that's like i think that speaks great to crossfit because they program to specific individuals and they'll also the coaches there will also be the first to come up and be like dane what are you doing doing that weight like, no, yeah, yeah like, like that's that is great. That part of it is great. The community with CrossFit's awesome. Same yeah. thing with the powerlifting community. I think that it's just so community driven that it's awesome. Yeah, no, like my first experience, I'll give you probably what is it, maybe ten years in the back. What is it? We're at fifty minutes in. Um, so like my first experience with CrossFit, but it wasn't at a CrossFit box. I was always like 
you know how me, I'm always on YouTube looking at things. And about 10 years ago, probably. Um, YouTube, Pornhub, same thing. Yeah, same thing. Um, Free premium right now. <laughs> got it. Um, <laughs> now, uh, with with my first experience, it was uh, the gym's called BoxFit Elite. I go there, do a few workouts, like it. And then I asked the, uh, the owner, the coach uh, at that time, um, it's like, hey, like, I like Olympic lifting. I'm trying to look for a coach, and I just saw that you guys had this in your programming. I was like, I just, do you do one-on-ones that you could, like, give me, give me some, like, tutorials or, like, basic tips on how to, like, improve this? Because I showed in my form. I didn't really have good mobility back then. Still barely have mobility now. Um and he was all like, dude, we work out from 12 to 2. Come come to the gym and work out with us. Like, like you don't have to do a personal training sessions. You don't have to pay for anything. Just just come in and work out with us. Like, I can tell you're strong. I can tell you're, like, passionate. Just come on come on in. And it's like that kind of community is what I'm down with, you know. I, it wasn't a CrossFit gym, but it, it was the community that, like, got me into it. It's a CrossFit-like community, you know. And so, like, places like that, those are, are what I fuck with. Like, it's not – it's not about like the whole bad, bad stigma of CrossFit. It's about the bad stigma of just shit trainers that try to pay yeah. for pay for a CrossFit logo name and just train poorly, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that when we look at it, it's like we're not speaking to a philosophy being bad. We're speaking about coaches that are shit that are like, I have a fucking expert in coaching because I paid $1,200 and got my level one. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. It's like people always ask, like, oh, do you have your level one? I was like, no, but I know how to program to where I can't, I won't hurt you, you know? Like, I, or somebody would tell me to check out this program, and I look at it, and it's like, you have shoulders every day on your CrossFit program. They're like, yeah. I was like, yeah, are you elite? Can you, like, are you, are you RX and everything? And they're like, no. I was like, then why are you trying to train like one? Well, I mean, look at, look at what you did just training and working with Sahara. It's yeah. like you looked at her program and you're like, hey, you shouldn't do this. Or, hey, you should do this. Yeah. And it was like you've obviously seen her squat and deadlift and bench and everything else. So it's like you were able to see like, hey, you're better for high bar. Low mm-hmm. bar would not be good for you. It's like you're able to see those things, which I think is great. And that's kind of why I'm lucky to have you around because I always show you what I'm doing. And half the time you're programming what I'm doing anyways. Yeah. But it's like. Don't get me wrong, I get back there and do stupid shit like my 500 workout the other day. I did 10 exercises, 50 <laughs> reps of each, and it was just like just to throw weight around yeah. and get my heart rate up. But, you know, I think that we look at that as, as part of it. It's like we're, we're talking about people being fit. Like whatever, the, whatever that is to, you is, is to you, and I think we always circle back around to the same thing, and we're going to preach the same fucking message, to be honest, probably for the rest of this podcast. Yeah. Because it's important for people to hear that regardless of whatever it is, Get out and do fucking something. Like, get out, walk the block. Get out, run the block. Get out, go do a 100-meter run and do 10 squats. Do a 100-meter run, do 10 push-ups. Whatever, like, do something. Sit in front of your TV, and every time a commercial comes on, do 10 push-ups, 10 squats, 10 sit-ups. It's like you're at home, man. Play games with it right now. Like, this is the perfect time to take a little bit of time for your yourself and your body and do something. It's like, look at all that, look at all that, fitness like you people could program so many fun little not uh, i guess fun is a loose word but can program so many simple things to where it's like hey you're watching a movie on a cable television network that has commercials every time a commercial comes on do 10 push-ups 10 squats 10 sit-ups yeah just do something guys 
Yeah. And it's like, whatever that is, you're sitting at home. Don't get me wrong, dude. I'll be the first to polish off a jar of peanut butter. <laughs> Sit there and just eat the whole thing. I'll be the first to be like, donuts? Bro, I had donuts this weekend because we started doing that Sunday pro. Like, every Sunday now we're going to train at a buddy's house who built out a pretty solid. It's on yeah, our, I saw that. I was... We put it on our Instagram this weekend for Two Dumb Vets, but... It's like, we're going to train there every Sunday morning. And it's like, I program this week. Austin, who owns the house, is programming next week. And then the week after that, Jack wants to program. And it's like, dude, you're more than welcome to come with us. But it's like, we're, we did sled pulls and sled pushes this weekend. We did pull-ups. We did stuff with the TRX. By the way, I'm a fucking obsessed with the TRX now. That's dope, it's dude. It's so sick. But it's like, I want to order one. We just got to mount the, I want to put the bracket up so we can do it. But you know, it's like we we're doing that. We're doing that once a week. And then we went out back and he has a full length basketball court in the back with a tennis court. Yeah. And we just shot the basketball around and shot the shit and talked life and business and how he wants to hunt a deer with a hatchet. And I was like, bro, you are way too hardcore. Pretty <laughs> sure that's not even legal, but all right. Hey, man. He's like, I just want to pop up and throw it at him. I was like, you get it, bro. Good luck. I'll, I'll stand him in a gun. Good luck. Yeah. Okay. Good luck. <laughs> but. You know, it's like, I think that that's just, I think that you uh, just get out and do something, man. Like, you, I want you to stay running, bro. Because if not, I'm going to start taking goal shirts one a week out of your closet. Dude, I have so many new new clothes <laughs> in that closet. You're like, damn, dude, when'd you buy that shirt? I'm like, I don't know. That's why I'm bu- buying all shoes now. I know you can't fit in my shoes. <laughs> bro, Chinese foot binder. <laughs> Watch. <laughs> all right, guys. With that being said, we are out of here. Yes. It's two dumb vets. We're out.